Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This way, ladies and gentlemen. Step this way to gaze upon an exhibit absolutely unparalleled in the realms of showmanship. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this Saturday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is my living, breathing cartoon. Jimmy, I got one name. Jimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That's me. At least that's what I'm told by everybody. And right next to me is Kimmy. She's my witch. Likes to rock to a crazy song. She is my witch. That is Kimmy, who is quite happy. It is Saturday. Yes, Kimmy is happy. It is a Saturday, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Yes, she is quite happy. It is Saturday. Matter of fact, uh, in a couple of Saturdays, the Riley and Kimmy show will be, well, we will be somewhere in the greater Orlando area. That's right. Uh, we will be part of something really big, Halloween-based, right, Kimmy? Yeah. Yeah, you might be uh, dressing up in costume, too. Dressing up in costumes, playing city games. Hiding out in treetops, shouting out rude names. No, 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 shouting out rude names, but you can dress up in costumes, right, Kimmy? That's right. Uh, the entire family's welcome to this event. Matter of fact, I mean the entire family, including the fur kids. <coughs> yes, uh, you you caught on to this, right, Kimmy? This mm-hmm. is a, like this is an expanded costume cosplay kind of contest. It sure is. It, it has a children's section, it has an adult section, and it has, well pets as well yeah now we have to give a big thank you going out to Kristen gillespie the store owner of highlander novelties comics and games in okoe florida he's located at the west oaks mall and that's where the greatest halloween costume contest ever is going to be held it's going to be held at the west oaks mall and three divisions of costuming will happen that's right? correct yes. yes pet costume contest at one o'clock kids costume contest at two and an adult costume contest at three mm-hmm. and this is all happening at the west oaks mall and that is on saturday october 28th now the west oaks mall is in the orlando greater orlando area so very easy to get to right kimmy that is right get your costumes ready Get ready to have fun at this event. And, you know, and it is a fun event. So, you know, everybody is welcome to this. You don't have to be a serious costumer. That's right. Come and, out and have fun. And as Christian told me, I you know, just recently, uh, all pets are welcome. He said, you know, if you have a turtle and you want to cosplay him as Flash, he would like to see that. 
<laughs> and I do have two turtles. I have a tortoise and a turtle. And But no, I'm not bringing either one get, of those. Don't get any ideas there. I'm not bringing either. Even though he wants me to bring one of the fur kids, especially the new fur kid, which I'm kind of thinking about, might do that, might not. Don't know what he would cosplay as if it's him or one of the others. We've had um, one of the other fur kids has cosplayed as Captain America before. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be her, right? Could be. So whatever fur kid you have, yes, uh, he didn't tell me you can't bring, you know, Francis with you, right? He said anything, didn't he? Uh, he, he yeah. Did, right? He did. So uh, if you have one of those, that could be interesting. Uh, dress him up as whatever you would like, uh, or her, that is. Uh, either one, uh, you know, whatever the, he said, whatever pet. So uh, whatever it is, uh, it could be an interesting costume contest we will be emceeing and hosting this event and part of the uh cosplay judging i believe kimmy is part of that thing and as long as it's a friendly pet uh, well what would what would not be a friendly pet Kimmy? well you know it has to be a friendly pet well that would be something help. that won't eat us oh that would be helpful or won't go wild among people we do have a, a big fur kid he is one of the most lovable people on planet earth a mastiff but when he's around people, he wants to meet everybody, and he would be dragging tables with him mm-hmm. uh, at right in the center court. He would be everywhere, and he's over 200 pounds, and that would not go over very well, so he he's out. We can't yes. bring him to Preferably this Preferably a well-behaved pet. Yes. Now, maybe our new fur kid could, uh, could be this. He loves being around people and stuff like that. Don't know. May, may bring him. That's all happening on October 28th, a Saturday. Tell your friends about this. We would really love to see you there. Once again, thank you to Christian from Highlander Novelties for inviting the Riley and Kimmy Show. Thank you, Christian. And please tell your friends about this fun event. Go to Highlander Novelties' Facebook page to find out more. It's the greatest Halloween costume contest ever. We have links to their Facebook page on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Please tell your friends about this. Come out, come out, wherever you are. And you can find more details, the, the Facebook link, and also links to our social media. You can help our show grow. And if you have an event coming up in the near future you would like the Riley and Kimmy Show to be part of and to promote, just check out our event contact page and hook up with us there. Where can you find all of that, including celebrity interviews that we have, Kimmy? Where can you find all of that? What What is our web address? At RileyandKimmy.com. RileyandKimmy.com. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? Yes, that's a big question on this Saturday, October 14th. Does Kimmy want to play nerd and pop culture trivia? Are you ready to go or do you not want to do this? I'm ready. All right, Kimmy, the timeline might have been adjusted, meaning it's not in chronological or linear order. Feel free to help Kimmy with answers by shouting them out to whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. And it could be anything because the Riley and Kimmy show is mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Tell your friends we offer a daily pop culture talk show, the Riley and Kimmy show. This episode of the Riley and Kimmy show is being brought to you by Melbourne Toy and Comic Con, which is happening October 22nd. That's next Saturday at the Melbourne Auditorium. We would love to see you there. Special guest Tyler Kirkham, artist Billy Tushy, also Teeny Howard, who works on 
uh, Rick and Morty, and many others. It's all happening between 10 and 5 in Melbourne. That's a Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. You can find out more going right to their Facebook page. We have a link right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Are you energized and ready to go on this Saturday, Kimmy, with trivia? I am ready. We have a TV question for you. The very first question we have, we're looking for the year, and we're giving you only a plus or minus of two years. It was on this date, Keeping Up with the Kardashians premieres on E! Cable Network. Tell me, what year? Um, 2014? It was 2007. Oh. When that happened. Obviously, I haven't been keeping up with the Kardashians. Kimmy has not been keeping up at all. That's uh, sad, Kimmy. So sad. It was on this date, the first TV movie from a TV series happens, meaning a show that had been a, well, a successful TV show, a series, becomes a TV movie. It's the first one to do this. What is the TV show? The first one to have its own TV movie. Mm, Batman? You know, technically you are right in a way, except this is TV movie. Bat- oh. Batman was a... Batman was a theatrical release, which was done during the series, actually. When the first uh, season was completed, they started shooting the Batman movie to cash in on the you know, the height of its popularity. This is a TV series that would become a TV movie. It would have a TV movie. Any guess? Uh, I don't know. You know what it is now? Oh, Gilligan's Island. Yes, Kimmy. Now, can you tell me what year that TV movie, the very first one, and what was its title, the first Gilligan's TV movie, and what year? Within two years. Mm, return to Gilligan's Island? All your favorites are back in a brand new movie. They're at sea. Maybe we can be rescued. Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Bob Denver and members of the original Gilligan cast, Saturday on NBC. It was a Saturday night on NBC following Chips. Kimmy, can you tell me? I don't know if it followed Chips. I'm just kidding. Uh, Can you tell me the year? 78? You got it exactly right. We know you weren't around to watch the return, or actually she called it returns, actually rescue from Gilligan's Island. Have you ever seen it, though? No, I haven't. Now, the one who played Ginger is not, you know, part of the, the movie. She refused to reprise that role but everybody else is there okay that's right including uh mrs howell's dog that's missing uh, she's looking for the dog and can't find it she uh, actually never had a dog on the island but as they're being you know going off to sea she you know gilligan goes looks for the dog uh-huh i believe it was fifi yes uh. too much gilligan's island trivia moving along kimmy the book winnie the pooh by a.a a. milney is published makes its debut on this date within 20 years when does that happen 1926? That's impossible. How do you know that? Seriously? That is exactly right. How do you... <laughs> do you have that in your possession? I know well, you... Well, I, I was given the book when I was... You have the first edition, don't you? I forgot about that. When I was little, and um, maybe, I, maybe that, that cover came to my head, is, and maybe, yeah, it must be stuck in my subconscious. Wow, because you do have a first edition of that. I forgot about that in your collection. That's fantastic. On this date, 1943, the Radio Corporation of America, otherwise known as RCA, finalized the sale of NBC Blue Radio Network. They sold it to Edward J. Noble, who paid $8 million for this in 1943, 
he decided to rename it. It became the American Broadcasting Company, ABC. So NBC sold something that would become ABC. Oh. That's a lot of alphabet stuff going on, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. It was on this date, Kimmy, in 1947. History happened over Rogers Dry Lake in Southern California. This pilot, he flew the Bell X-1 rocket plane and became the first person to break the sound barrier. Who is it? That's a soundbite from a movie that captured that moment. Can you tell me who the pilot was? Who made history in 1947 by breaking the sound barrier? Chuck Yeager. That's right. And what's the movie that we had that soundbite from? Can you tell all me the movie? All the Right Stuff. All the Right Stuff is it. It's actually a, a really, I, I love the book that it's based on as well. It's one of those times where a book and a movie can go together quite well. And Jaeger in ways being a tragic figure because he couldn't go up in space at all. Mm. But he definitely had the right stuff. So on this date, 1954, this movie began filming in Egypt, Kimmy. This epic had a cast of 25,000 people. Identify the movie and its director and its two male stars. Here is your audio clue. You will never do the things to me you would have done to Moses. I need no help, Moses, to hold what is mine. Will you lose a throne because Moses builds a city? Can you tell me the name of that movie? The Ten Commandments. And who is the director? Um, I know it. His nickname is CB. Cecil B. DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille is who was the director. Matter of fact, he's the narrator, too, in it. Tell me the two male stars. Give me now. You heard one of the voices who was not actually the lead star. That was Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. But you did hear one of the male stars. Yul Brenner and, and Charlton Heston. That's right. One of uh, well, one of my favorite movie moments is being with Kimmy at a retro cinema, seeing that actually on the big screen. Uh huh. If you ever have that opportunity, please take that opportunity. I know you may say I've seen that a dozen times on TV, uh, on the theater. The way it was meant to be seen is fantastic. Correct? Yes, it's pretty cool. The year, Kimmy, is 1960. This United States presidential candidate first suggests the idea of a Peace Corps. A Peace Corps is his idea. Who is it? Um, Roosevelt? Kimmy did not listen to the question. We will repeat the question. We've caught Kimmy doing a Jar Jar Binks moment here. She was in a Jar Jar Binks moment. You were out there thinking something. Uh What, the movie? Were you Uh stuck in a... All right, Kimmy, repeating the question because Kimmy was not... This is short attention span, Riley and Kimmy show. It was on this day, Kimmy, 1960. Oh. This United States presidential candidate first suggested the idea of a Peace Corps. Who is the presidential candidate? JFK. You are correct. It was on this date, Kimmy, the Cuban Missile Crisis began. What year did this happen? 
1962, who is the President of the United States? JFK. That's correct. The year is 1964. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his nonviolent resistance to racial prejudice in America. He was the youngest person to receive the award. 1966, Grace Slick made her first appearance with this band. Kimmy, tell me the name of the band, or you need them, or do you need an audio clue? Um, that would be Jefferson Airplane. One pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small. And the ones that mother gives you the song White Rabbit, it, it just would not have happened without her, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, there are people, actually, I had a couple of friends that never realized that song is about Alice in Wonderland. Yeah? They had no clue. Really? Yeah. I was like, well, didn't you listen to the you know one pill? I was like, okay. It was on this date in 1968. This group's album called The White Album is completed, named the band... Once again, short attention theater going on here with the Riley and Kimmy show. The year is 1968, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. This band completes the album, the White Album. Tell me the name of the band. The Beatles. Ah, she's back with us. Let's see if we can hold her attention for a little bit longer. The year is 1971. John Lennon and Yoko Ono appear on this talk show. Tell me the name of the talk show. It's the name of the host, too. The host is the talk show. It has the same name. See if you can identify... The show. Listen, I, I am afraid I have a major disappointment to announce. The tie that I wanted to wear didn't show up for today's show, and I'm going to have to go along with this one. No, the actual disappointment is that the Lennons asked that I not do a monologue. Because it... No, they... See, they, they find me so funny that if I convulse them backstage, they won't be able to come out here. And talk. So I'm not going to do that. But we really have a terrific show tonight, as you know. Uh, everybody's, uh, it's one of the hottest tickets in town. Uh, the censor um, has an oxygen tent standing by for some reason. I don't know why, because first of all, he, he, had, he thought it was going to be an easy day. He, he didn't know exactly what show we were doing tonight. And he heard the word beetle and thought it was a show on ecology and thought it was going to have a lot of fun. Kimmy, what is the name of that talk show? Dick Cavett? gentlemen, Dick Cavett. Yes, Kimmy got it right. The Dick Cavett Show, 1971. And that is available. I'm sure you can see it online. They have that streamable. You can see that entire. uh, He devoted the entire hour to them. Mm. Might have been a little bit more than an hour, too. Now, if you don't want to stream it, I believe Decades TV runs. As a matter of fact, I know they run the Dick Cavett Show. They've been moving it around at different times of the day, but... That is one of the episodes of the Dick Cavett Show you can see is John Lennon and Yoko Ono. The year, Kimmy, is 1975. This group releases two versions of a song. They have a live version and a studio version. Now, the studio version is actually the one that's first released or gets airplay first. Let's rephrase that. They both went out at the same time. 
The studio version peaks at number 68 on Billboard's single charts, but what's kind of bizarre is the live version reaches number 12 in early 1976. It's the hit. We have the studio version here. Tell me the name of the band. She should know it's her theme song. She'll be singing that at Spooky Empire. I guarantee that. Can you tell me <laughs> the name of the band? Kiss. Yes, and I love the. It's one of those times where the live version is actually better. I think than the, I like the studio version, but I think the live version is it has just a little bit extra kick. They had some really good energy when they were. They, that one was recorded mm-hmm. on stage. The year is 1977. Kimmy, this recording artist sang the national anthem at the third game of the World Series. She is a pop artist and one of the biggest recording artists selling albums at the time. The year is 1977. See if you can identify her voice. that voice no i can't she had top 40 hits i can't can't do it no nope. there's an album with her on a roll well a pair of roller skates linda ronstadt that is linda ronstadt who sang the national anthem 1977 it was on this day 1981 this uh, recording artist releases an album has a title track from it that does not do that well in the united states it uh, peaks at number 70 on the hot 100 does better, though, on the Hot Black singles, number three and number one on the Hot Dance, but the Hot 100, number 70. I think you'll be able to identify who it is. If you can tell me who this is, you'll know the album. Who is that, Kimmy? 
Prince. And can you tell me the name of the album by chance? Controversy? Yeah, you got it right. That's Controversy. Do you have that in your uh, vinyl collection or MP3 mm, or anything? No, I don't. It was on this date, 1984. <laughs> baseball question. This person became the first baseball manager to win 100 games and a World Series in both leagues. Who is it, Kimmy? The year is 1984. Um, Billy Martin? It is Sparky Anderson. Oh. The year is 1990. Actor Jeff Goldblum and his actress wife file for divorce after nearly two years of marriage. Who is he married to in 1990? Oh, that's... um. Yeah, that person, yes. Wow. She acted with him. Yes. Um, I can see her. You can. Mm-hmm. They were together in a certain science fiction horror the film. Fly. Yes, yes, that's right. She was in League of Their Own. What is her name? Yes. What, um, is, what is her name, Kimmy? What's her initials? G.D. I, geez, it's just not. Gina. Gina Davis. Yes, Gina Davis. Let's see if we have Kimmy's attention or for how long we can keep it with celebrity and notable birthdays. Kimmy, this person, born 1890, died 1969 at the age of 78. He was the 34th president of the United States from 1953 until 1961. Who is it? Eisenhower. Kimmy got it right. Dwight David Eisenhower. Next person, actress, born on this date, Lillian Gish, born 1893, died 1993 at the age of 99, just shy of 100 years old. She was an American actress of the screen and stage, as well as a director and writer. Her film acting career spans 75 years from 1912 in the silent era to 1987. Now, Gish was called the first lady of American cinema, and she is credited with pioneering the fundamental film performing techniques. Very, very important in the world of cinema, stage, and Hollywood. Next person, Kimmy, born on this day, 1927. He's an English actor. Was part of a couple of TV series before in the United States before getting big on film. One of the TV shows was this one from 1962 to 1969. See if you can identify it. Oh, I have a feeling we've stumped Kimmy. You cannot tell me the name of that TV show, can you? Mm -mm. The character he played, I'll give him you his name. You know the character because of, uh, well, a film adaptation of it. Character's an old character. Been uh, been in so many uh, things like old-time radio and books, even comic books. Character is Simon Templer. And the TV show was called The Saint. I think you probably heard of that at least. Now, this person went on to star in a certain film franchise. Yes, he went on to play James Bond. Our question for you, Kimmy, is who is the person? Here's your audio clue. My name's Bond. James Bond. I'm now aiming precisely at your groin. Says so speak or forever hold your peace. Kimmy, who is that? Roger Moore. That's right. Now, who did he replace 
Who played James Bond before him? Sean Connery? That's correct. Now, the next question for you is, what is the first James Bond movie that Roger Moore stars in? I don't know. Paul McCartney and Wings did the theme. That's Live the and Let Die? Yes, Live and Let Die. 1973 is the very first one. And he, by the way, is the longest serving Bond. How many James Bond movies did he do? Five? Did seven James seven? Bond films. Hmm. He retired oh. in 1985. What year did he pass on? Oh... 2015? Roger Moore passed away earlier this year, May of this year, at the age of 89. And if you watch retro television, you can catch him on Maverick. That's really where he saw his first U.S. exposure. He would eventually be brought in as a cousin to James Garner's character and Jack Kelly's character on the show. What's kind of interesting with that is Sean Connery was flown over from Britain to test for the part, but turned it down Roger Moore takes it. Is that kind of wild? Mm. Yeah. Kind of weird stuff there. Mm. See what you learned with the Riley and Kimmy show? Yeah. Next person, recording artist, has sold more than 250 million records worldwide. Celebrating his 77th birthday, Kimmy, we have a sample of, well, a big hit for him from 1979. It charted at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. Tell me who the birthday person is. Do you know what you We don't talk anymore. 1979 hit number seven for whom, Kimmy? He's having a birthday today. 77 know. years old. That's Cliff Richard. Probably can find that on a KTEL or Ronco record or something like that. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Probably. Yeah. Next individual, an actor best known for, well, a role on TV from 1984 to 1992. Identify the TV show. Well, let's see if Kimmy can identify that TV show. Can you tell me the TV show, Kimmy? Fish? You mean that spinoff from Barney Miller? Uh Uh-huh. No, it's not Fish. Wrong network, too. This was on NBC. That was ABC. You have no clue, right? Night Court? Yeah, you got it, Kimmy. It is Night Court. This individual was the star of Night Court. He played Judge Harry Stone. Who is it? This little piggy went to market. And this little piggy stayed home. Sir, don't, please. I can't eat when you're doing that. Sorry. I thought you liked finger food. Kimmy, who is the actor, the comedian, the magician? He truly is a Uh, magician. Harry something. Yeah, Harry something. It's Harry Anderson having a birthday today. How old? Within five? Uh, 72. He is 65 today. Arlene Sorkin having a birthday. She's 62. Known for her voiceover work, especially in the Batman the Animated Series as Harley. She was the voice of Harley Quinn in that animated series. Next individual recording artist having a birthday, Kimmy. Tell me how old he is within five years. 
We have a sample of a top 10 hit for him from 1983. that Kimmy? Thomas Dolby. Yes, how old is Thomas Dolby today within five years? Oh, 65. He is 59 today and was that song a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100? I would say yeah. No, it was a number five hit in 1983. That's the highest it uh, reached. Number three on the club play, the hot dance club play. And on the top tracks, it was number six of Billboard. It never hit the number one slot. Next individual singer having a birthday. She is 52 today. We have a sample of a 1988 hit. Hit number eight on the Hot 100, number one on the R&B charts. Tell me who this is. Now you see the juicy sour. It used to be so sweet. And I can't help but to wonder if you're talking about me. Superwoman 1988, recorded by whom, Kimmy? Mm, I can't tell you. Uh, we have another clue for you from 1991. Number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. Romantic, 1991, number one hit for whom? Karen White. Yeah, she's having a birthday. She is 52 today. Next person, singer, having a birthday. He is 39. Kimmy, we have a sample of uh, one of his hits from 2004. It was number one. Tell me who this is. I gotta let it burn. It's gonna burn for me to say this. It's coming from my heart. It's been a long time coming, but we didn't been fell apart. We really want to work this out, but I don't think it's gonna change it. I do, but you don't think it's best we go our separate ways Yeah, I should stay in this relationship When I'm hurting, baby, I ain't happy, baby Cause there's so many other things I gotta deal with Gimme, who is that? I don't know He's having a birthday, he's 39 today, that is Usher Okay I see dead people Notable deaths, it was 1959 Errol Flynn passed away. What is he known for? Kimmy dies of a heart attack at the age of 50. He was an actor? He was an actor. Actually, the first, probably one of the first, bad boys of Hollywood. He liked to throw parties. They are legendary. And it didn't, he was one of the exceptions to the rules with the very strict studio because he was able to bring in a major amount of people to the theater. So he kind of got away with his wild behavior. The year is 1977. Bing Crosby dies of a heart attack at the age of 76. 1983, Paul Fix. 
He was an actor in many westerns. He started, in, let's see, as the marshal or town sheriff in The Rifleman. Dies at the age of 82, but he's also known in the world of Star Trek. Yes, the Cage slash Menagerie episode episodes, the one with Captain Pike. He is the one who plays the Doctor, the first Doctor of the Enterprise. Hmm. So, he could have been Bones McCoy. It's possible. Mm. I, I don't know if it was a reason for him not being picked into the series was because of some other commitment you know, with another show or something like that. But he was already known, well-known, when he was cast in that role. And he did many other things. That is Paul Fix. Kimmy, I think you did a fantastic job with trivia today. Thank you. We're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about on trivia with a golden age of radio. Radio was new. Radio. Someone still loves you. And that's the Riley and Kimmy show. On this date, 1959, actor Errol Flynn died of a heart attack at the age of 50. He was no stranger to the golden age of radio. We have an example of his work. Now, this is not the audio lifted from the movie he did. This is an actual radio production of Captain Blood. And one of the nice things with this production is his co-star is Basil Rathbone. It is fantastic. It's a great example of the theater of the mind. But with that said, please be forgiving for the sound quality because it was recorded many years ago. It was not intended to be archived. It was not recorded with equipment of today's standards or even of 30 years ago. Going back in time, in honor of Errol Flynn, here's Captain Blood on the Riley and Kimmy Show. in the year 1685. When James II ascended the throne, many of the common people of England rose in angry protest, only to be beaten into submission by the king's soldiers. Those rebels who survived the royal butchery were led to another certain death, a trial by a jury in Taunton Castle. We are in the great hall of the castle now. Among the five prisoners on trial is Peter Blood, a young Irish physician. Having no fear of God in your hearts, and being moved and seduced by the devil, you have stirred up war to depose said king. Therefore, you are here to be tried before a jury of your peers. The clerk will call the prisoners. Jeremy Pitt. Yeah. Hold up your hand. Are you guilty or not guilty? Guilty. John Wolverstone. Guilty or not guilty? Guilty. Uriah Ogle. Guilty or not guilty? Guilty, praise be to God. Henry Hagthorpe. Guilty or not guilty? Guilty. Peter Blood. Guilty or not guilty? It's entirely innocent I am. <laughs> Are you guilty or not guilty? You must say the right words. Words, is it? Speaking of words, I'd like to say a few about the injustice of keeping an innocent man locked up for three months in such filth and heat and ill-feeding that my chief regret is I did not try to pull down the filthy fellow that sits on the throne. Silence. Are you entirely ignorant of the proper procedure in court? I am most happily ignorant up to now. And I could gladly have done without this acquaintance. <laughs> Peter Blood, you were taken into custody at the same time as the other four prisoners. You were in their company on the night of the rebellion at Monmouth. 
Is that true? Yes, my lord. Then there is nothing more to be said except the passing of sentence. May it please your lordship, but there's a deal more to be said. I'm guilty of nothing, your lordship. Unless it's a judge to crime that a physician tried to save a man's life. What's this? Do you tell us you're a doctor, you rogue? I do, my lord. I was summoned on that night to the side of a dying rebel. I went and was surprised there with the other prisoners. A doctor? <laughs> Where are your witnesses? Jeremy Pitts, who summoned me. Oh, Master Pitt will testify. He that is himself a confessed traitor. <laughs> is that your witness? I can bring a hundred from the town in which I live. I'm done with it. We have no time for all this. Gentlemen of the jury, inasmuch as Peter Blood has admitted aiding a traitor to your king, I hereby instruct you to return a verdict of guilty, that he may be justly punished for his treasoning. So, justice has come to that, has it? A man's to be hanged now for doing his duty, huh? You will not be hanged, Master Blood. His Majesty has graciously commanded that in the future, all convicted rebels are to be spared. They're to be sent to the colonies in the West Indies to be sold as slaves. Clark, have the prisoners removed. They will sail for the Indies within the fortnight. Then the Lord arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. There'll be no calm upon this sea, Master Ogre, until we sight Port Royal. If ever we do sight it. Do you think we will, Peter Blood? Aye, to our worst luck, Wolverton. It's the sun's rages there, so I hear. Burns deep into a man's blood till the skin shrivels on his bones. Oh, God! What is to happen to us, Peter? Oh, we're sweating the fields, Jeremy. First be bought and sold on the auction block like you'd haggle for a pig or a horse. Now count your teeth. Feel your muscles. Put a price on your head small enough to be an insult to a beast. <laughs> yes, it's a gay place, the auction block. A fine gay place. Colonel Bishop. Colonel Bishop is here now, Governor Steve. Here comes his carriage. Hmm? Oh, yes. He's brought his niece, I see. Charming girl. Good afternoon, Colonel Bishop. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Miss Arabella. How is my darling, the governor, in his foot? Every day I'm sure my gout can't get any worse. And every day it does. Let's get on with the sale, Your Excellency. Oh, of course. My dear Colonel. According to the king's request, it's for you to take first choice, and at your own price. Egad, they're a weedy-looking lot. Not likely to be of much value on the plantation. The less you want, the more for Mr. Dixon. Dixon? 
Oh, Uncle, I wish you'd buy all the slaves. Buy them all? To keep them out of Dixon's hands. I've heard of those mines of his. And what have you heard? That they're wet, dark, evil holes. That men can't live there but die in agony of a horrible lung fever. You can't stand by and see men doomed to that, Uncle. Arabella, don't be childish. They should have been hanged, drawn, and quartered. Any fate they meet is too good for them. Start the sale. Here's the best of the lot, Colonel Bishop. His name is Wolverson. Healthy and strong. Open your mouth. Hmm. Good teeth. Fifteen pounds. Sold. Move along there. Next. Get up there, you. Ah, here we are. Here's another good one, Bishop. Peter Blood. Hmm, looks healthy enough. Open your mouth. Open yours and we'll compare them. I wager my gums are in finer shape. <laughs> Who is this bag of impertinence? Peter Blood, sir. A doctor he is. Stand over here. Now. Open your mouth, you dog. If there's a dog here, let him show you his teeth. I'll show mine only to bite. <laughs> there's a rebellious rascal, Arabella. Good for him. He has pride, Governor. Not so good for him, evidently. His pride will purchase him a ticket for Dixie's mine. He isn't there yet. Auctioneer. Come Miss Arabella. Let me speak to this prisoner. Speak to a dog. Arabella, get back to the carriage. Please, Uncle. Peter Blood. You're extremely foolish. You overwhelm me, my lady. It's fortunate for you that I'm here to save you. If you mean by that lofty speech that you persuade him to buy me, I'd thank you not to interfere. Would you? As it happens, you are hardly in a position to have anything to say about it. Uncle, will you buy him, please? Him, I will not. Let him cool his head in Dixon's minds. I'll have none of him. Uncle. I say no. Very well. Mr. Dixon, will you make a bid? I'll give five pounds for him. Five pounds? That's an insulting sum to offer. Well, does anyone ever more? I do. I'll give six pounds. Oh, I'll give eight. Arabella, you're making a spectacle of yourself. Let me be. Nine pounds. Nine pounds. Nine pounds, Miss Arabella. It's a big price to pay for such a skinny fellow, but uh, ten pounds. <laughs> Sold to Miss Arabella for ten pounds. Uh, what do you wish done with him, Miss Arabella? Oh, uh, well, Don't be hesitant, my lady. Speak up. You've paid for me. I trust you've learned your lesson in appreciation. You may join my uncle's slave. Thank you. Your very humble slave, my lady. Arabella, get back to the carriage. Governor Steed will take you to the house. Of course. Of course. This way, Miss to say, Governor. Say? He says nothing, of course. Well, then why not try someone else? Another doctor. There's only two in the whole blasted island, and each is worse than his partner. There is another now. Who? Peter Blood. Oh, a slave. Would you elevate a slave to be physician to the governor? Well, why not? If he can help you, you can't tell. He may be very good. Mm. Well, it might be worth a try. I'll have him come and treat me for a while. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm just thinking how annoyed Peter Blood would be if he knew I'd just done him another favor. Oh. Faster, faster, you swine! Oh. Turn that way! Oh. Oh. 
We'll make a break for it tonight. Tonight? Yes, till Wolverston, Ogle, and Hegthorpe, and the others were in with us. It's a small boat for so many, Peter Blythe. looked it over well. I've been there all afternoon. It'll hold a lot of us. Are you out of stores and equipment on board? Yes, there's enough for it. Careful. Let's miss him. Peter Blood. Peter Blood, do you hear? I when I'm addressed civilly. A taste of the lash might improve your hearing. Uncle, please. <laughs> Be quiet. Where have you been? I've been at my work, attending to the governor at his house. You lie. Why? The governor's had another attack of gout. He's been screaming for you like a wounded horse all afternoon. Well, then, it appears I was not at the governor's house. Where were you, then? Well, I was... He was with me, Uncle. Hey? What's that? Thank you for protecting my reputation, Dr. Blood. But it was a useless gallantry. My uncle knows that I spend my time with whomever I please. You might choose your company with better taste. His Excellency is waiting for you, Blood. Travel, Bishop. I'm coming. Get on up to the house, Blood, and don't delay. Would you care to drive up, Dr. Blood? Well, uh, thank you. Drive on. <laughs> Miss Bishop, I'd like to... You're very welcome, Dr. Blood. It seems that you're continually doing me favors. Faith, <laughs> I don't know why. Neither do I. Yes, I do. It's because you're so very grateful and always thank me so prettily. Sure, now, you don't blame me for resenting you in your favors. This is interesting. I've had men tell me they have reasons for admiring me, and some few have even made claims to reasons for loving me. But for a man to store up reasons for resenting me, how refreshing. You must tell me a few of them. The first is reason enough. You bought me. I've had no lack of experiences in my life, but to be bought and sold was a new one. And I was in no mood to thank my purchaser. At any rate, I'm unable to stoop to lick up the scraps of favors tossed to me. I'm glad for that. Next. Well, I've resented you because your name's Bishop. My thoughts have lumped you with your uncle. How was I to know, be dead, that a devil can have... That a devil can have an angel, a niece. I'm a resentful man. That is a pretty fair compliment. Have you any more reasons for resenting me like that one? Indeed I have, and the strongest of all. I've resented you because... Because I'm a slave and you're beautiful. Do you understand that? I... I don't know. If you were to explain further... No, I've already talked too much. Why did you lie to your uncle? Why did you tell him I was with you? Why? Dr. Blood, you're a physician and should know... Is it not considered unhealthy for a slave to be seen at a boat? At a boat? Why should it be? Boats put out to sea. Slaves may not. You're jumping at conclusions, aren't you? Why? This afternoon I happened to drive past the South Cove. Fortunately, I was alone at the time. I see. Miss Bishop, it's difficult for an Irishman to apologize... But I hope you can forgive me for having thought badly of you. I will. I will if you tell me what you think of me now. How I think of you? I think of you as... <laughs> Faith. I think of you as the woman who owns me. A slave. Oh. But 
I think the man is lucky who can count you his friend. I think you know you can. What was that? Sounded like cannon. It was. Look at the men in the field. They're looking towards the bay. It must be... Wait. Can you see? Yes, there's a fleet sailing in. Spanish men of war. Spanish? Then it's an attack. A surprise attack. Quick, into the house. Where are you going? I've got to see the men. We've worked to do it. I be the blood. Here, everyone. Everyone just to defend the bay. Defend the bay. I think we will. Listen, all of you. This is our chance. Our chance to be drilled by a cannon. I can listen. I want you to gather all the slaves, as many as have the spark of courage, and follow me down to the water. What for? We need a boat, do we not? Aye. Then we'll have one. But none of your skulking little craft. We'll take a good one. A Spanish man of war. We'll board her under the fire from the other ships. Take command of her. Turn our cannons on any Spanish boat that blocks our way to the sea. It's a long chance, friends, but with the help of God, we'll make it. Are you with me? Then come on, everyone. I say, did you see that boat, Colonel Bishop? A Spanish man of war saved the town from destruction. A Spanish boat, but manned by Englishmen, I'll warrant. She sunk the rest of the Spanish fleet and holds the bay alone. It must be that some brave party of citizens got aboard that ship and have taken it captive. Gad, I think you're right. Someone should go aboard and congratulate them. Yes, yes, I... I'll have the longboat row me out. Oh. I'll not be long, Your Excellency. I hope your uncle does them full honor out there. They deserve it, Your Excellency. Whoever commanded that party was a brave man. A very brave man. I... I wonder who it could have been. I... Ahoy! Spanish man of war, ahoy! They don't ask the colonel. That's strange. I'll go aboard. Pull over there by the ladder. Stand by the boat. I'll be down directly. Aye, sir. Ahoy, is anybody here? Welcome aboard our boat, Colonel Darwin. You? I? Peter Blood. Was it you, then, who took this ship and turned defeat into victory? Myself it was. Myself and these, my friends, and, uh, your friends. <laughs> Gad, my life, it, uh, it was heroic. Heroic, is it? Dad, it was that Well, you amaze me. Upon this soul, you amaze me. Blast me, you deserve well. You all deserve well, and you shall find me grateful. How grateful? Well, I'll, I'll ask His Excellency to write home to the King on account of your exploit. And maybe some portion of your sentence shall be remitted. The bite will be expected from you. <laughs> Colonel Darlin, such unusual generosity from you must be making you feel very ill. Now, as your physician, I prescribe... Hanging! No, 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 wait. We do no hanging yet, man. Ogle, what do you suggest? So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. <laughs> Are you ready, men? No, no. Swallowed Jonah, I hope. <laughs> what now, Captain Blood? Captain, is it? So be it then. Peace man to his post. Make ready for sea. Make ready for sea. A few of the crowds, men, take the helm, Jeremy. Aye. 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 Aye
Captain Blodgett. New name, eh? Very well. We'll call her the Arabella. The Arabella it is. in just a moment. Now, a short side trip to the home of a reporter from one of the famous movie magazines. This particular reporter has a new roommate from New York. Let's listen in. Peg, do me a favor, will you? Kind of look over this beauty article tonight. I walked the dressing rooms of every studio in Hollywood today to get the dope for it. Oh, why don't I get jobs like that? I've never been in a studio dressing room yet. Boy, I'll bet those screen stars have some plenty expensive beauty aids around Upkeep on million-dollar complexions must be something. Hey, don't tell me it's news to you that screen stars use Lux toilet soap. Why, everybody knows that. But believe me, there's a lot in seeing it with your own eyes in the dressing rooms at RKO, Warner's, and all the rest. Of course, I've heard a lot about Lux toilet soap. And now that I've seen a lot of movie star complexions myself, I've decided I'll give it a whirl. That girl is in for a smooth complexion, the kind that screen stars have to have. Remember, when nine out of ten screen stars use Lux Toilet Soap, it's because this soap keeps skin smooth. Lux Toilet Soap guards against cosmetic skin. Its active lather removes the hidden traces of dust and dirt, stale rouge and powder that might remain to choke your pores. Before you put on fresh makeup, remove your stale makeup with Lux Toilet Soap. And be sure never to go to sleep at night without this important care. Lux Toilet Soap is a beauty soap thousands of happy girls are using. You'll like it, too. Once again, Herbert Marshall. On with the story of Captain Blood, starring Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. With Basil Rathbone, Henry Stevenson, and Donald Crisp. When Peter Blood and his men sailed out of Port Royal, a price was set upon their heads. Unable to put into any civilized port, they took the only course open to them. They turned to piracy. With a ship, a handful of men, and a brain, Peter Blood carved out a crimson career in his new profession until his name became the terror of the Caribbean. Captain Blood! became the pride and toast of every buccaneer. Portuga, an island off the coast of Haiti, was the one haven of refuge for pirated craft. Captain Brad and his men are there now, in an evil-smelling tavern, dimly lit by hanging lanterns, crowded with drunken, daring buccaneers. Partnership. That's time I'll be there. Come on, lad, join with me on this. It is as I tell you, Mount Captain Blood. What a pair we would make. In all the Caribbean, there is no buccaneer so strong as me. Except you. You almost flatter me, Levison. <laughs> then why you hold off so long your consent we become partners, huh? Here you have been in Tortuga these three, four months. You must be even so much in need of gold as I. 
Uh, such a partnership requires sober thought. My poor brain has been dancing with rum this whole week, class. <laughs> Even so drunk, your brain is the greatest, huh? With your brain and my strength. Oh, monsieur le capitaine, what? There is nothing we cannot do. Be dead, there's very little I can't do entirely without you. <laughs> <laughs> my men are much in favor of the partnership. That is so, men. And my men, I'll leave it to them. Are you in favor? I don't very well, then. It's done. Uh, wait, Lever, sir. It's understood, is it not? That we sail under my articles. It is. But uh, <laughs> I do not like so very much your so strict rules about women. No women to be taken as prisoners. Agreed? Uh, may we? To get you as a partner, mon capitaine, I would agree to anything. <laughs> now, what is the first order, mon capitaine? We sail with the tide. Outside the harbor, we'll scatter. Each ship will proceed singly in order to pick up what stray prizes we may run into on the journey. We'll converge at the island of Virgin Magra. Magnifique, I give you the toast. To our so great success. Let me give one to the greatest captain on the coast. Captain Nevesure. Captain Blood. Here, here. Captain Blood. We are lucky, yes? Just as I am about to give up and anchor to wait for my partner, Captain Blood, this very fine English prize walked right into my parlor and said, Bonjour, Le Basseur. <laughs> we go to give welcome, Kauzak, huh? <laughs> oui, mon Capitaine. Run up the Spanish flag. We must take them by surprise. Run up the Spanish flag! The lookout says. Do you see it, Lord Willoughby? Aye, there it is, Miss Arabella. Oh, yes. I wonder if she's going to Port Royal, too. Have you been away long, Miss Arabella? Almost six months. A kind of vacation. Are you glad to get back? In a way, I suppose I would have stayed longer in England if my uncle hadn't sent for me. He's been made governor, you know. Yes, I've heard. It's natural that he should want his niece back again. One needs a woman to brighten up social occasions, especially when the woman in question is so very charming. Ah, however else things change, Lord Willoughby, the art of flattery still flourishes. Stab me if it's flattery. When the king ordered me on this journey as a special emissary to the West Indies, I looked forward with some trepidation to a life among the savages. But when I came aboard and found that you were one of those savages returning home to her native heath, my grateful eyes couldn't believe it. Ah, you pictured us running around with animal skins, eating raw meat? Why not? In a country filled with Indians, Africans, and pirates. Well, speaking of pirates, uh, did you ever happen to hear of a wild rogue named Peter Blood? Peter Blood? Yes. No. I don't know him. I, I hardly number pirates among my acquaintances. Oh, no, of course not. Silly of me. I only mentioned him in passing because he happens to touch on the business of my mission. Your mission? Yes. I'm sent to attempt to blot out all this piracy, my dear, in a manner which I must keep secret until I can find Captain Blood. Oh, you're looking for him. Aye. Look, stab me if that Spanish vessel isn't cutting clean across our bow. Captain Hall! Captain! Yes, Your Lordship? 
What ship is that, you know? Well, I've been watching her, your lordship. She flies the Spanish flag. She could be anything in these waters. We're in pirate waters now, aren't we? Yes, my lord. Yonder bank of low clouds is the island of Virgin Margaret. Exciting, isn't it, Miss Arabella? Mm. Could she be a pirate ship by any chance, Captain? Well, any ship we meet in the Caribbean could be a pirate ship. You know, I wouldn't trust... <laughs> she fired across her bow. All hands on deck! All hands on deck! She is a pirate ship! And the talons! Get below, Miss Arabella. The captain's going to fight it out. A brave fight. But you should have known better. Stand the prisoners before me, Kahuzak. Wait. Stand here, my lord, will it be? And, uh... You here, madame. <laughs> <laughs> My friends, this pleasant strip of beach on which we find ourselves is the island of Virgin Magra. No boats ever put in here except mine. And one other. So you may put aside any hope of rescue that may be in your mind. <laughs> the ransom for you two, Lord Willoughby and the, uh, the so charming lady. Is fixed at 20,000 pieces of eight, and I shall provide a boat for you to go to Governor Bishop at Port Royal to collect it, Lord Willoughby. Meanwhile, Mademoiselle remains with me as hostage. Ah, I find it very lonely on this island. I refuse. Absolutely and utterly. My friend, do you see this knotted cord? It is capable to screw a man's eyes out of his head. Very well. Do your worst. Lord Willoughby, thank you, but don't be foolish. You can't fight against them. Mademoiselle is right. I beg you to spare yourself, monsieur. And the young lady. Ah, I have been too modest. But since I have said 20,000 pieces of eight, I have said 20,000 pieces of eight. And for what, if you please? I said 20,000 pieces of eight. Good morning, never, sir. Captain Blood, I did not know you were on the island. Oh, yes. We arrived late last night and put into a cove a few miles to the west. We've walked across to give you a good day, but faith, I seem to have interrupted some little business of yours. Who are these people? Yes, me so. Look, Captain. Right, she's the girl. You recognize the prisoners, Captain Blood? Why, no. Who are they? Well, I have captured them. A titled Englishman and the niece of the governor of Jamaica. Really? Then I suppose congratulations were in order. But had you forgotten there is an article in our agreement forbidding the taking of women prisoners? <laughs> ah, that's so foolish article of yours. I was not aware you regarded it so when you signed. Would you care to dispute my opinion now? Your men against mine. No. No, not this morning, thank you. As you say, a foolish article. <laughs> that is why these prisoners are not my own. A matter personal. And the 20,000 pieces of eight also? A matter personal. Whatever valuables come into our possession are the joint property of all our company. <laughs> then it is I should cut the prisoners up in so many little pieces and pass them around, eh? <laughs> yes. Obviously, these prisoners, and especially the young lady, must be kept in someone's hands for, shall we say, safekeeping. But why your hands? Why shouldn't Pierre have her? We, I should have her. Or Ruff, or Jacob. Since she's as much their property as yours. Come here, girl. Here, I say. What do you want with me? I want to look at you. 
Be dead if I blame you, Lena, sir. A trifle skinny, perhaps. But an attractive baggage at that. <laughs> now, my captain, since you covet what is our joint property of war, you may have her, providing you're willing to buy her. Buy her? Yes, at the price you yourself have set upon her. 20,000 pieces of eight. That is right, mon capitaine. It is reasonable. It is in the article. What is in the articles, you fool? Where do you suppose I have 20,000 pieces of eight? Then let someone buy her who has. Who? I. You? I don't wish to be bought by you. Well, someone once told a slave it uh, happens that you are hardly in a position to have anything to say about it. You? You want the girl? Yes, why not? And I'm willing to pay for what I want. There's your answer. And now, mademoiselle, if you please. No! Let go of that girl. Captain Levasseur, do not. It is honorably said. It is not settled to me. He'll not take her while I live. Quick, then I'll take her when you're dead. Put her in your sword. Captain. Two pieces now, Articles. Committed by you. This will be room. What's that? What's that? That's what I intended for you, Neil. But since you prefer it this way, you must break. Please, sir, be coming. He's a close guard, Levasseur. Look for your own, Captain. I am ready. That's my friend and a partnership which should never have begun. Robertson. We're leaving. Take the girl. What are you going to do with me? What are you... Why... Where are you taking me? I've not decided as yet. I'll go to Porto or nowhere. Will you now? You'll find you'll do as I say. What right have you to treat me this way? Right. The right of possession. Wilberson, you may take my property aboard ship. For station identification, this is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs> Olivia de Havilland and Errol Flynn resume the events of our play shortly. <laughs> Captain Blood's unchivalrous actions toward Arabella were prompted by necessity to safeguard her from the men. Now in his cabin on board the boat, he expresses his true feelings. He paces the floor exultantly as Arabella sits watching him. Arabella. Arabella, to think that you're really here. Here in the cabin of this ship, which I named for you. I dared to hope that someday you'd be here. To gather all these precious things I have for you. See, Arabella? Ankle rings from Persia. And look. Red jewel slippers. Long golden chains. And this dress, Arabella, this blue dress, when I saw it, I thought of your eyes. And I knew it was made for you to wear. I'll never wear it. Nor any plunder gotten by a thief and pirate. Thief and pirate? Thief and pirate. Arabella, you... I've seen your pirate ways. I've seen myself bargain for and fought over a combat between jackals. I thought you understood. You mean you thought you bought me. I suppose I should have regarded that as a compliment. You pirates are used to taking what you want without the formality of purchase. I advise you to go back to your ladies at Tortuga, Captain Blood. To your ladies who are thrilled by your bold, lawless ways. I only hate you and despise you. I might have expected your thanks for what I've done this day, but very well, let it be so. I'm thief and pirate, and I'll show you how a thief and a pirate can deal. Once you bought me for ten measly pounds... Now I bought you for considerably more. 
The amount's of no matter. What matters is that now I own yours, you once own me. You're mine, you understand? Mine to do with as I please. Well? Lord Willoughby sends his compliments and requests that you talk to him at your earliest convenience. He's sent out by the king himself. You can return his compliments and tell him to go to the devil. I'm not convenient to any friend of the king. All right, sir. Oh, wait. I'm going on deck. Jeremy, take this lady to her cabin and see that she stays there. All right, sir. How you hate the fellow. If, if I were a young man, blast me if I wouldn't be jealous. And you said you didn't even know him. He was once my slave. Your slave? Then you must have known him well. I did. He doesn't seem such a such a bad fellow for a pirate. In those days, I thought him an unfortunate gentleman who had suffered a great injustice. When he made his escape, I was thrilled and happy. That was before I knew how he would use his freedom. Not to argue with you, my dear, but how else could he have used his freedom? An escaped slave, a homeless convict. And aren't you forgetting that a man's bitter heart may demand its revenge? That's the unforgivable thing, to have held his revenge above all else and so to have destroyed himself, for he has. I've seen pirates, I know what they are, cruel, evil, greedy, plundering peaceful cities, torturing their captives. Beasts out of hell they are. Hmm. Are you so much in love with him? In love with him? To care so much what he does? I don't care in the least what he does. Someone should for what he's doing now. Still, your uncle commands a fleet at Port Royal. That much is fortunate. Why? What's this about Port Royal and my uncle? He amazes me, this Peter Blood. That's where he means to take us. No, he can't. I'm afraid he can if he wants to. They won't let me near him. He's alone on his quarter deck in a fine Irish temper, I expect. But I learned from the pilot... Lord Willoughby, he mustn't. He mustn't take you to your home. To your uncle. He has no more bitter enemy in the world. My uncle is a hard, unforgiving man. He lives in the hope of one day taking and hanging Captain Blood. Captain Blood probably doesn't know that, of course. I doubt it would make any difference if he did. He's chivalrous to the point of idiocy. And yet he's been what he has been these last three years. And done what he's done. Oh, Lord Willoughby, help me. I see your point, my child. But it's something you'll have to decide for yourself. Life can be infernally complex. inaccessible a person, perhaps I can supply you the answer. You can? If Port Royal is attacked, they are likely French ships. French? Why French ships? When two countries are at war and one is attacked, who would it be but the enemy? England and France at war? You mean you didn't know? Where have you been the past two months? At sea, out of touch with the world. Uh-oh! Hello! A fire from the fortress! 
Where is the English fleet that's supposed to protect the town? I can supply the answer to that. It's out chasing pirates. Bishop wouldn't let his fleet leave its post in time of war. He wouldn't dare. No? <laughs> Colonel Bishop is a very old and, I may say, a very dear friend of mine. It's probably me who's out there. Fool plunker. <laughs> <laughs> and me in his own front yard. Hard <laughs> aboard to the helm, Jeremy. Aye. Helmsman, hard aboard! May I ask, Captain, what are your intentions? I set out to land you at Port Royal, Your Lordship, at some risk to myself from the English fleet. Now a stroke of luck has removed them from the picture. Well, we'd best be turning back. Can you, an Englishman, be thinking of leaving when yonder an English town is being taken? Well, of what should we be thinking? Of the honor to fight for your king. To fight for my king, is it? <laughs> Do you hear that, lad? <laughs> The honor, is it? There's not a word to use in the same breath with him, and furthermore, he's not my king. Then you fail to show him the same loyalty he shows you. Loyalty now? Honor and loyalty. Fine words to describe him. He was loyal enough to send me to seek you out, to offer you pardon for your past crimes, freedom from your slavery, and more than that, a commission in his own navy for you and your men. What? The king wants us to join his navy? You can read the document for yourself, Captain Dutton. I wouldn't soil my hands with it. I'd rock it for I'd serve him. However you hate the king, England is still England. And a bad king's a bad king. And if it's James, he's worse. This commission is sent by King William. King William? Who may be King William? I allude to his majesty, King William III, William of Orange, who with Queen Mary has come over from the Netherlands and has been ruling England these past two months or more. You mean they, they've roused themselves at home and kicked out James? Yes, and he's fled to France and he's hiding there. And therefore, England and France are at war. And King William sent us this commission? He did. He knows that you are good men, wrongfully sold into slavery. He can use good men in his navy. Why didn't you tell me that at once? Men, you've heard the news. For me, this changes the shape of the world. For you who are slaves with me... It means that we're no longer slaves, but once more have a home in a country. For you who are English, it means a chance to fight for your native land. For I now propose to sail into Port Royal and save it from the French. Those of you who are not Englishmen, you'll have to be content with fighting for Captain Blood. And for the loot you'll find on the French ship. Are you willing to fight, men? Then to your posts. Don't run hard about. Full sail and straight ahead for Port Royal. seen victory so gallantly set from defeat. That was a good fight. But Miss Bishop, where is she? Is she safe? Safe and sound. You'll find her now at the governor's mansion. That is, if you're looking for her. Looking for her? Aye, there I am. Good evening. Peter Blood. 
I thought you'd gone. That's right. I've only just arrived. But you can't stay here. My uncle's just returned. Yes, I know. You know? What are you going to do? Just stay here. Oh, no, no, no. It's impossible. You mustn't stay here. He's sworn he'll hang you. Well, I doubt it'd be well. I've always been bad luck for your uncle. But you can't know the threats he's made. His whole life is spent in searching for you. Well, now he's found me. Well, you can still save yourself. Please, please, for my sake. For your sake? I'll hide you. What do you mean, for your sake? Isn't it true that you hate me? Hate you? Or is it that you love me? I'll hide you, and tonight when it's dark, I'll find someone. You love me, don't you? Don't you? Whom else would I love? You love me. Yes. Now will you go? Arabella. Please. He'll be here any minute. I'll hide you somewhere and... We'll hide together. I know just the place. Where? Here. Peter, this is my uncle's office. The office of the governor. Good. Well, he'll come here first. Oh, I forgot to tell you. The governor and I are on the best of terms now. The very best of terms. Sometimes I think I'm the best friend he has in the world. When did you find out you love me? Oh, you must be mad. He's a nice man, the governor, you know. He lets me come and go here as I please. In fact, look, he even lets me sit in his chair. See? Listen. My uncle, he's coming through the street now. They're cheering him. Cheering, is it? That's a strange kind of cheering, I'm thinking. Take your hands off me, you rogues. I have arrested you by order of His Excellency the Governor. The Governor? You're mad. I am the Governor. You mean you were the Governor. But you've changed that in your absence. Bishop, you're removed from office for abandoning your post in time of war. Who the devil are you? My name is Willoughby. I'm a special emissary from His Majesty the King. Lord Willoughby? You were informed, I think, of my coming. Oh, yes, yes. And yet you went off on some wild goose chase after a pirate, leaving your capital at the mercy of the enemy. It's a serious matter, Colonel Bishop, as you may find. But your lordship... I'm not concerned to hear your reasons, man. His Excellency the Governor will hear you. The Governor? You'll find him inside the house. It rests entirely with him, whether you're hanged or not. This is one more item to the account of that scoundrel's blood. By heaven, what a wrecking there'll be when we meet you. Oh, come in, Uncle. Arabella, what are you doing in this office? I've been pleading with the governor on your behalf, asking him to be as merciful as you would be cruel. The governor? Where is he? I, I fear I am, Colonel Darwin. Peter Blood, you? I? The new governor, by the king's order. And by my order, I command that for your neglect of duty... No, no, in heaven's name, Blood. For your neglect of duty, you ought to be punished. By accepting his nephew, one Peter Blood, one-time pirate. What? Arabella, may I put my arm about you? If you wish. Oh, Faith, <laughs> you're as pretty as a Mayday sky. Wait, I, 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 don't, I don't understand this. You don't need to understand, Uncle... You're excused. And so we bring down our curtain on Captain Blood. Ladies and gentlemen, Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. Thank you, Mr. Marshall, for a most enjoyable evening. Nowadays, we're all inclined to look upon a life as adventurous as that of Captain Blood as being entirely to the romantic past. But our friend, Mr. Flynn, can put some of those old-timers to shame. And what have you to say to that, Errol? Well, life is still rather primitive over there in New Guinea. I spent six years in the islands, first as a patrol officer of the constabulary. 
If you can picture me as a cop, you'll realize about how primitive the place must have been. And what happened after that, Constable Flynn? Well, I grew a beard and became a beachcomber. When I got tired of combing the beach and the beard, I traded a bit in pearls. After that, I got hold of a schooner and went in the copper business. Arrow wouldn't tell you that he's written a book about another voyage he made, but he has. It's called Bean Ends. It's just been published, and a very fine book it is. Errol, you're leaving tonight on a new trip, aren't you? Yes. Flying to New York in an hour, and then I sail for Europe. I hope to get a look at the Spanish War, and on the way home, perhaps uh, spend a few weeks in South America. But uh, that's enough, I think. How about you, Olivia? Well, after working in two pictures with me, Errol, you should know what a singularly uneventful life I lead. But it's a very happy one. I'm looking forward to making a picture soon with Leslie Howard. And then next summer, if things turn out as I hope they will, I plan to spend three whole months touring the country in an automobile and rarely seeing what the United States look like. And now, before I say goodbye... I'd like to congratulate the sponsors of this program for their marvelous product, Lux Toilet Soap. It's the finest complexion care I know of, and whenever girls ask my advice, I always recommend it. Thank you. Goodbye, Bart. Many thanks. You both of you all the luck in the world. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website, at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, Be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.